Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now, we are continuing to deal, and I, I've, I've really felt uh, pressed in my spirit even more to deal uh, with the subject of the supernatural and our you know, we've been teaching on the name of Jesus, I think, a couple of Sundays ago. We, uh, John chapter, where were we? John chapter 14, this past Sunday, and the works that I do, you should do also. How, how he gives us in the, in the name of Jesus and the right to use and bear that name. Uh, we have the right to demand in that name. And that's not going to God and demanding anything. That's, that's speaking to the situation. Speaking to the disease, speaking to the sickness. That's where, you know, the enemy will always try to shut down what is of God. That's why so much criticism came against the confession message when it first uh, began to be preached. I know of one minister that that was, the, that was the thing in which a denomination that he was a part of, they made him leave that denomination because of his teaching on the subject of confession. Well, when they had the little whatever they had for him in which he was able to plead his case, he brought with him a publication of that denomination from 1933 in which one of the founders of the denomination uh, wrote in that particular uh, uh, periodical uh, an article called, You Can Have What You Say. That's where he got it all from. You say, why? Because truth has a way of just continuing to go. Well, I'm not saying nobody got into the, into the ditch over that. But I guarantee you, it works. You're, you'll rise or fall to the level of your constant confession. What you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, is going to come to pass. You say, how do you say that? That, That's some great Christian truth. No, that's, that's unique of the human race. That's unique of the human race. A lot of people that have put crazy things into the motion in this day and hour have been saying it for years, writing about it, saying it, rehearsing it over and over and over. Well, you keep doing that, one day it's going to show up knocking at your door. Amen? Now, here in Acts chapter 16, we, we looked at this. I, I remember doing this a couple of weeks ago. This woman here in, in Acts chapter 16 beginning, oh, Verse uh, 16, I'm gonna, let me read this in my, in my uh, Passion Bible. I think it'll help us. That's the direction I want to go. It says, one day as we were going to the house of prayer. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He'd had a Macedonian vision. He had been moving with God and flowing with God, and he wanted to go one direction, and God said, no, he wanted to go another direction. The Holy Ghost said, no, don't go there. So, so during all of that, he had a vision. A man from Macedonia said, come over and help us. So over he goes, and he begins to preach. They begin to, uh, to form some prayer meetings. They begin to declare the Word of God, and God starts moving. Then all of a sudden, this begins to happen. This begins to be revealed. One day, as we were going uh, to the house of prayer, we encountered a young slave girl who had an evil spirit of divination. Now, it says this in the, in the uh, Passion Bible, the spirit of Python. Everybody say Python. Now, you all know what a Python is. You know, those are, that's a big old, big old snake. I mean, not just a little snake. That's a big snake. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, me and snakes just don't get along too good. And I've, I've tried to change. I just can't. Amen. But it says down here in the notes, I started studying. I studied some other notes let me find it here. Uh, it says, in the religious context of Greek mythology, she was an oracle, a medium who had the spirit of the, quote, gods, that's a little g, speaking through her to foretell the future. Everybody say, foretell the future. Now, keep that little, that little phrase in your mind. The python spirit was the epithet of Apollo, known as the Greek god of prophecy. 
an individual, often a young virgin, who became the oracle of, of Apollo was known as the Python or as the Paitha. Now, you go back and don't, don't, don't go back and study. This is really not a good study. But these, these, it was said that even in these demonic uh, 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 places, these temples they had to these demon gods, you know, that were basically just places of great sexual perversion and decadence is what they were. But in them, there would be manifestations of the supernatural. Right here, it's saying that this woman had a spirit of divination or a familiar spirit. We'd well, be more familiar with that. Something that's very familiar. That's why you've got to be careful and stick with the Word of God. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that out is to show you there is clearly in the earth a supernatural realm. Supernatural realm. Now, what you need to us, and I think we really take it for granted, church. I, uh, some of you uh, that you've been coming here a long time, some of you maybe just started coming here, but you may have a have a have a history or a legacy in the things of God. Others of you, maybe you're not, haven't been around it so long. But in reality, uh, here at Island Church, many times we take for granted the supernatural because we talk about it so much. It's almost the familiarity side instead of the neglect side. Do you understand what I'm saying? In doing so, many times what we do is we rob ourselves from a very clear narrative of how to communicate people who don't understand what you understand and know what you know. Because let me just say something to you. What you know and how you say it could save a loved one's life, a friend's life, somebody you don't even know's life. It could save their life not only here on the earth, but could save them eternally from hell. Amen. So many times the way we develop in our language, in our narratives, the way we say things, the way we look at things, we, the way we view things, as we try to communicate it to people that really don't know what you know and, and don't talk like you talk and don't use the phrases, you, many times in trying to help them, we hurt them by confusing them. Now, what we need is the supernatural or understanding or the understanding of the supernatural working in us in a greater dimension than what it's working in the world right now. Amen. You say, why? Because, honey, I'm telling you, there's some devils talking right now. And you can always tell when the enemy is talking and when he's doing it in a mass way. You say, well, I don't think the devil has ever communicated in mass way. Well, what about Adolf Hitler? Amen? Amen. Well, he just, nobody knew he was coming. He wrote a book when no one followed him. He wrote a book saying, this is what I'm going to do. And brother, he followed that thing chapter and verse. Listen, you got to understand, here on the earth, you know, God created man and what God did was so unique is he made us in his likeness and in his image, which made us spirit beings. And in that classification, we're not birds. Sometimes it'd be cool to be a bird, but we're not. We're not fish. We're not animals. And let me say this. Although physically you can be classified as a, quote, mammal, you're not an animal. You're made in the likeness and image of God. But when God made you spiritually and made you a spirit being, he put you in the spirit classification. And if you understand the spirit classification, you'll understand that in that, in that arena is number one, deity. There's one God, everybody say one God, who manifests himself in three different and unique personalities and ways. God the Father, our Heavenly Father, the Creator of the universe, God the Word, Jesus our Lord and Savior, and God the Holy Spirit. 
Nobody's going to attain to that. Nobody's going to be that. I know some religion, well, you're going to attain. No, you're not. No, you're made in his likeness. You're made in his image. And then there's another classification under that called the angelic. Everybody say the angelic. Now, in reality, when God made man, he put man above the angelic and man still remains there. People don't like that. It's true. Man still remains there to this day. There is angelic, but also there is demonic. Now, that is the complete package of those that are a part of the spirit realm. You got that? Which means there is the, the holy and the righteous and the good and the saving and the healing and the setting free and all that is the goodness of God with His grace and His mercy and His compassion and His heart for people and His unmeasurable, unmeasurable, unmeasurable love and mercy toward us. Amen. Then there's the demonic. That's everything that comprises stealing, killing, and destroying. Devaluing, depurposing, destroying, pain, misery, darkness, you name it. You name it. Everything that is negative and wrong and bad, diseases, addictions, perversions, mindsets, lifestyles, that just all they really do is just torment man. Torment man. Amen? And that demonic realm. And then here's God up here, and he's got, he's got the availability of the angelic, but he ain't got nobody down here. Nobody even knows he exists. Why? Because he's supernatural. He lives in a supernatural realm. He exists in the spirit realm. So this plan of redemption, glory to God, was marvelous. That God would step out of that high exalted place in the spirit kingdom and step into the middle of that fight. To do what? To win it. To win it. So that there could be an adjustment made in that realm of the spirit so that men and women on the earth who were born into a fallen human family could live by the Spirit of Almighty God and live a supernatural life on an, in a natural world. Amen. Now, more than ever, and I've been on this for the last year and a half, actually before that, if you go back and just look at your notes, it is imperative that we continue to learn and grow into a supernatural lifestyle. Where that it is not natural for your mind during the day as you just go through your day not to be focused on the Word or a Scripture. Amen. I was doing something today. I had to go out on our, our period of the, the, the timer. I have a light out there and the timer went off uh, uh, when the power went off. So I had to go back out there and set it today. So I thought I'm going to sit here for a minute. And as I sat here, I started thinking about just, just you know, in my imagination. I just started thinking in my imagination about Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, my favorite verse in the Bible. Not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own blood. He entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And as I did that, all of a sudden, I mean, just thinking about it, just thinking about it. But see, here's what meditation does. Meditation helps you to step into what you're thinking about. So as I sat there just for, you know, 30 seconds, and I'm thinking about it, all of a sudden I felt myself step into it. I thought, oh boy. 
And I, so I closed my eyes and I thought, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And when that thought just hit my mind, immediately right there in Ephesians chapter 1 in that prayer, what is the demonstration of his power? Toward us were who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And so y'all know all the stories we always tell about when we used to travel, do all this kind of stuff. And having a tape series called God's Atom Bomb about redemption. And us talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the Manhattan Project, the atom bomb. And I always try to give the illustration of an atom bomb going off, you know, and the power and the radiation and everything that it does. Try to use that to illustrate the resurrection of Jesus. Because the resurrection began in hell. Amen. So as I, as I sat there, this all happened in about two to three minute times. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, have you ever seen, I, I must have seen it on TV or a movie. I, when I saw it, I thought I've seen that, but I, I can't remember where I saw it. And it's like a top view of some kind of an explosive going off. And you've seen it in these war films and stuff when these bombs hit and you see these concussions go out. Well, it was like this. It was like looking into a black hole. It was just dark. Then there was this bright light and this concussion. Boom! It just, it, it was, it had color in it. It was just unreal. And it just went out. Whoa! And I'm like, I'm sitting there on the prayer, I'm like, whoa, whoa. And when that happened, you could see, you could, I could see it, I could smell it, I could feel it, the, all of the wretchedness of hell and how it just got literally destroyed. And what we mean by destroyed, its power was rendered useless on the earth to one group of people. Well, who's there? Is that the Catholics, the Methodists, the Pentecostals? Got to be the Pentecostals. They speak in tongues. No, only one type of person, somebody who knows who they are, what they have, and what they can do in Christ Jesus, who is the greatest threat to this realm of darkness that you've ever seen. And I mean, when we walk upon the earth, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. If for one day you could see how God sees you in the spirit realm and how the devil sees you in the spirit realm, you'd never have a bad day again. God sees you as redeemed. God sees you as healed. God sees you as his child. God sees you as everything good he says about you. God sees you as a new creature in Christ Jesus. The devil sees you as Jesus. That's why, we, that's why when you say in the name of Jesus, he's supposed to run and start there. Amen. Now, oh, I've got a little time. I'm going to read a couple of things to you. Is that all right? I've been doing these definitions lately. I want to give you, and this will help us as we study. I want to give you three definitions of three words that's going to help us differentiate and probably going to help us as the days go on because literally the enemy is willing to do anything in this day and hour to try to reproduce something supernatural. And the Bible talks about it in the book of Revelation. talks about all the Antichrist will do, all that the enemy will do. Amen. Anybody, did y'all listen to uh, Joe, anybody listen to Joe Morris like I do? If you didn't listen to him today, you need to go listen to him. My God, you talk about close to the end of this thing. I mean, they had a whole section of the Red Sea turn blood red. I mean, they've had signs, wonders, miracles going on all over the Middle East. These nations are getting in place. And what's unique right now is not only the nations for the Ezekiel 38 war are in place and ready to go. The nations in place for Armageddon seven years later are in place and ready to do it. Yep. Yes, they 
That is absolute. Do we realize? Wake up. Time to wake up. Amen. Now, this first word is the word magic. Because a lot of people try to equate God with magic. Oh, God's not a magic God. God is a supernatural God. And I remember growing up, you know, we were never allowed to watch, you know, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when we did, we all thought we were going to go to hell when we watched it. <laughs> but I saw it later in life when they had the reruns and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that, that idea that, you know, there's these beings, you know, that can, that can do these, twinkle their nose or blow their nose or whatever they do, and going to make something, uh, something uh, change is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Magic's a unique word because it's in several forms. It's a noun, verb, and an adjective. Uh, translation noun side of it, the use or means, such as a charm or spell, to supernaturally manipulate natural forces or to influence from a supernatural source. The art of producing illusions by sleight of hand a feeling of enhancement, a feeling of enchantment or enhancement. Like, like uh, uh, oh, our first kiss was magic. <laughs> she did that on purpose. I've got to live with that. <laughs> Verb. To produce or to remove by an influence, such as this is the magic ingredient that I put into this soup or gumbo or whatever you're cooking. And then the, the adjective is like the, uh, I've, we've developed a, a, a magic potion or a magic uh, solution. Or, we, you know, we even take it over to the supernatural, call it a miracle drug, a miracle cleaner. It's really not. It's just a drug or a cleaner. But they think if they add the word miracle or magic to it, you know, then everybody's going to get excited thinking it's going to work supernaturally. I wish I'd find a supernatural cleaner. <laughs> a miracle. Everybody say a miracle. Now, this is good. An extra extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Now, these aren't the biblical definitions. We'll, go, we'll, get, we'll probably get to those next week because they run along the, same, uh, along the same lines, but there are some differences. An outstanding accomplishment or event. Uh, such, uh, they use in the, in the uh, dictionary I was studying out of, they use like looking at a, at a structure like a bridge. Man, that's just a miracle of engineering. You know? Now, I like, yeah, check this out. In the dictionary, in the Webster's Dictionary, they put the Christian science definition. Y'all know Christian science. Y'all know, remember? How many have heard our Christian science story? Raise your hand, wave it. How many have not heard it and want to hear it? Well, that's enough. I'll tell it. <laughs> it was unanimous. Christian science. Now, first of all, you got to understand, Christian science are the mind over matter. You know, if you think it, you know, and say it, you know, then, then that's your reality. So, you know, this, this, this old gentleman had a grandson, and he would take him. They, they really don't have an organized service kind of like we have. They have, a, they have a reading room. You go in, people help you read. They help explain, talk to you, stuff like this. So this, this grandfather would take his, take his little grandson, and they'd go in and, and you know, and all, you know, 
do whatever they do in the Christian Science Reading Room. And they did that for several months. And so one day, the little boy came by himself. And he's there by himself. And the, and the reader at the, at the entrance says, oh, where, where's your grandfather? He says, well, well he's sick. And the, and the reader said, oh, no, 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 he's not sick. He just thinks he's sick. And so the little boy goes and whatever he does. And then about two weeks later, the little boy comes in again and he's by himself. And, he, and the, the man stops and says, well, where's your grandfather this time? He looks up and he thinks a minute. He says, well, he thinks he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Christian science. But I don't mind their definition. I mean, I, I, hey, if I, if I can pick it off a tree and it's right and I can eat it and not make me sick, then I'm, you know. I mean, I got a quote off Louis Farrakhan one time that I thought was awesome. I mean, he was talking about repentance, and he got over on Christianity, and he started talking about how if he's Christian, would just repent and get their lives right, Christianity would be the greatest religion on the earth. Louis Farrakhan said that. I thought to myself, it takes him to tell us this? Oh, my God. Christian science stuff. How do we get up on that? Christian science definition. A divinely natural phenomenon experienced humanly as the fulfillment of spiritual law. Not bad. They keep scratching around. They may find something. Amen. That's the way it happens. Now, supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Most of the time used as an, an adjective. So, so, you, so the definition kind of starts kind of awkward. It says of or relating to, an, now listen to this, of or or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible observable universe. Now listen to that again. Of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible observable universe. Now I want you to know, to, to believe like we believe. You say, what do you mean by that? We believe in creation. We, we, believe, we believe the flood took place. We believe that Abraham come out of Earl of the Chaldees. We believe that, 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 that on Mount Moriah he offered up Isaac and God showed him where the ram was caught in the thicket. We believe that the children of it, we believe that, that, that Jacob revealed himself to his brothers. Uh, we believe that, that, that Moses brought them out of Egypt with sign, wonders, and miracles as a type of Christ. Uh, we believe that Joshua brought him into the promised land. We believe in all the judges that took place. We believe in, in the reign of, of King Saul and then King David and King Solomon, the kings, the division of the kingdom, all that take place. We believe in the virgin birth. Are you with me? The virgin birth. We believe in the signs, the wonders, the miracles that Jesus did living a supernatural life. We believe that he died on a cross, rose from the dead. And we believe on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost was poured out in measure upon the church to supernaturally, supernaturally equip the church or to take the power of an order of existence beyond the visible universe and bring it to the visible universe. That's supernatural. It's bigger, than, it's bigger than magic. Thank God for miracles. But God wants us to live a supernatural life. Just like he did lots of miracles in the desert, all kinds of things to sustain them. But he brought them into a promised land so that they would not just need a blessing, they could be a blessing. So we've got several points that are working now in this teaching. We're kind of weaving them between Sunday and Wednesday. We're going to need the supernatural to survive. We're going to need it to thrive. We're going to need it to know. You say, what do you mean? Well, I'm not believing everything everybody's telling me. 
I'm not doing it. Number one, I'm praying. I'm asking the Holy Ghost. Number two, I'm kind of limiting myself. You say, why? Well, as the days and weeks go by, I think we have to pull back more and more from the information of this world. That doesn't mean you stick your head in the sand. That, does, that just means you just turn it down. You know, you'd be, you'd be amazed how your mind would clear if you'd fast the news for a week. Amen. Victoria says amen. She says, I'm tired of them watching the news over there. Turn it to a cartoon. But all the cartoons, now you can't get any good cartoons because they're all racist. My favorite cartoon was Heckle and Jekyll. And I found out they're racist. I'm like... Oh, well, okay. But the whole scheme of what... Now, listen to me. We're talking about, talking about the supernatural, how good it is to know what we know, do what we do, have faith, believe God, signs, wonders, and miracles. But there's a lot that's going on, church, behind the scenes and, uh, and, and out of the scene realm that is also supernatural, like the python curling up, influencing the minds of men, influencing the hearts of men. And listen, all that the enemy is trying to do, listen, division is his favorite, favorite sin. Amen. Al Pacino says it's vanity. Well, Al Pacino don't know what he's talking about. It's division. Because the two strongest forces in the earth is number one, the family. And he wants to take and bring into the family divorce dividing. And in the church, he wants to divide the church so the church doesn't walk in power. But if people make a decision, and what have we said all along? Sure, when God moves on your heart. Sure, when the, when the, when the power of God's in manifestation. Sure, when there's expectation of revival. Sure. But how about when all hell is breaking loose? How about when the adversary is now on a supernatural level that he's never been on before? Lion signs, lion wonders, and all kinds of demonic information just going all over the place all the time. Amen. Well, the answer is what? Living for God, walking in the Word, walking by the Spirit, and not fulfilling the lust of that which is sweeping across this world right now. Yes. The fear and the panic. Living, living supernaturally. Now, let me read the rest of this. This is good. Y'all like this? This is especially true when relating it to God, big G, God, a God, a demagogue, a spirit, or a devil. Now everybody say a demagogue. You know what a demagogue is? You might know what it is. It's somebody that believes that no matter what they say, it's true. It's beyond a habitual liar. I mean, there's people that just lie, you know. They just lie. They'd rather lie than tell the truth. But this is beyond that. There are people that believe if I say it, it's truth. It doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter. The lights are on. I say they're off. It doesn't matter. Now, God told us we would live in a day in which men would perceive goodness as bad and, and, and evil as good. Amen. Now, 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 listen, for someone to do that, that's got to be supernatural. The Bible talks about in Corinthians how the, the, the eyes of their understanding are blinded. They can't see. They can't see the goodness of God. They can't see. Listen, they can't see anything about God because their eyes are blinded. Amen? 
And then one of the greatest tragedies of the day and hour in which we live, people are just unwilling to share their faith. You say, why? Because it's a dangerous day. It's a dangerous day. And when you begin to share your faith, you get marked. I mean, really, really, really begin to care for people. I had a, had a, a conversation with somebody today and, and, and started sharing some things about the Lord. And, and they were just kind of like, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, there's, there's, people are so confused. That's why it's so important to pray. You say, why? Pray puts you in contact with that right part of the supernatural. Let me say something to you, church. And, and you know, uh, we want people praying. We want people in the prayer room. But listen, when you come in there and you pray in the Holy Ghost, that is supernatural. I said, that is supernatural. I said, that is supernatural. You say, people say, well, you can pray in the Spirit without praying in tongues. That's true, but you won't pray much in the Spirit without praying in tongues. Amen? But you get, you get 20 people, 30 people, 40 people, 50 people someplace, and just praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, something's going to break loose. Something in the supernatural is going to be loosed in the demonic realm, or something's going to be released in the spirit realm where God is. Angels get involved with people that pray in the Holy Ghost. The angelic begins to happen, begins to move and operate. People begin to dream. People begin to have uh, uh, visions. People begin to have gifts of the Spirit operating in their life. We're going to teach on these things, on gifts of the Spirit, not operating in the ministry, operating here. You may be going somewhere one day and you need a word of knowledge not to go that direction or this direction. I mean, the enemy loves to set stuff up. I, I, uh, one minister I know, uh, he's, he's, been a, uh, he's not only a pilot, but, he, but he's, you know, he's flown from the little bitty stuff to the big stuff. And, and in prayer one day, because he was praying about uh, safety and protection because it had a scare in, in his plane, he said, the Lord spoke to him and says, it takes a year for the devil to set up a plane crash. Because there's the, the, the checklist and everything is so precise especially on the commercial airliners and stuff like that. They, they, you know, they miss, they miss this little inspection this month and this little thing the next month and this little thing the next month and this little thing the next month till they miss something that brings the whole thing down. He literally told this minister, it takes, it takes the devil a year to put all that together. He said, begin to pray every day. I bind the enemy that would try to, to, would try to send me on the wrong path, would try to destroy my vehicle in some way, that would try to, to make my ride dangerous. Well, the Bible says we should, ride, uh, we should ride prosperously is what it says in Psalms. Amen? I mean, this is the day and hour. You need to pray about just about everything you're doing everywhere you're going. You say, why? Because we are the species on the earth. Now, listen to me. In the supernatural which is the most dangerous to this darkness realm. Amen? That's why a lot of you, a lot of us, have gone through such trauma in the past. You know, this thing goes on, and then you deal with COVID a couple of times, but then you have to deal with this, and you have to deal with that, and this financial thing, and this thing over here. And you think, what in the world is going on with all of this? It's the adversary. He's in the realm of the supernatural. He's initiating things. He's the accuser of the brother. He's not out in the world doing it. He's doing it in the church. He's trying to trip you up in your confession, your belief. That's why you be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Get the Word of God working in your heart every day. That confession, Father, I thank you. All the things we go through. Your Word confession. The confession of your health. The confession of your wealth. Oh, and your redemptive confession. That's my favorite. Is my redemptive confession. Now let me close with this. I was meditating on my peer. Talking about stepping into something. It happens. It's easy. You just have to do it to where it becomes natural to you. It's so reinforced in me to see this ripple effect. 
Where when it happened, I understood what it was rippling through was time. It was rippling through the power of God, like a, like a big rock in a pot, was rippling through time. And now we're here at the, at the literally, at the, at the end, the consummation of all that's gone on since creation that would end in the end of this age. Do, are, you, are we there? We're there. We're there. You say, well, Pastor, I thought when we got there, there would be just mega churches everywhere and, and, and there would be, you know, revival in the streets. You can't even leave the Walmart parking lot for people shouting and praising God. Well, that's what you thought. Amen? That's what you thought. There was a time in my life when I thought that's my, that might be what it is too. But listen, God always works with remnants. He always works with remnants of people. I mean, the, the vein of what goes on here stretches out. We know it. All the friends of people that we'll, we'll get to be with here in October when all of the people that so enjoy being here come and, and they're part of this conference that we're fixing to have. 19th year in a row. You can't do something 19 years in a row and it not work. Amen? Amen? It's all supernatural. So, Everything you're doing, let me commend you, because sometimes we preach to the choir. But let me commend you, because I see the Bibles open. I see the, 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 the iPads and the phones and the, and, the, and the light come on people's faces when they hear something. They thought, oh, I never heard of that. I never saw that. never thought of that. You see that a lot. The supernatural when it flows, the power of God, the, 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 the time we get in the anointing to pray and minister, use the name of Jesus. How it's expanding out in our lives. Uh, I was sent a, 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 a text today of a, a one of a, our church people in a, in a little event they were having where they work, and they were playing island church music. Amen. I like that. That's really cool. You say, why? Because our little piece of the supernatural, we're bringing it down into this natural realm more and more and more to influence this area for Jesus Christ in righteousness. You know, I think about other places. Talk, I talk to people on the phone all the time in other nations, other states. We're blessed. We're blessed to be where we are. We're blessed to have the liberty that we have. And we need to take, we need to take full advantage of it. Amen. Staying in the Word, worshiping God, praising God, and thanking God that we get to be a part of what God's doing in this day and hour. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Lift your hands. Father, we worship you right now. Oh, we thank you so much. We thank you so much. We thank you so much. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Praise God. Yeah, you can play softly there, Brother Frank. We worship you, Father. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, I don't know who this is for. I'm just going to give it out, and then we'll close. We'll pray and close. You know, the Word of God works. But you cannot preconceive in your mind how it's going to work. It's not magic. It's supernatural. The Scripture that really helped me in making that Scripture a part of who I was, now it's my identity 
It's not a scripture I speak anymore. It's a declaration of who I am. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, any woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, in my mind and my heart, several times in the past, oh, I would say six weeks to two months, the Lord would speak to me in times of prayer and meditation and say, let old things pass away. Let old things pass away. Now, here's what we do many times. We're willing to let the bad, the negative, what we think is, you know, something that was destructive in our lives. Yeah, it's easy to let that. But many times also it's our successes and answers to prayer. Things that do create a good testimony and witness. But something, if we're not careful, we'll try to put God in a box and try to think that God's going to do it this way again when He's actually wanting to do something even greater, but He's going to do it in another way. So forever this, this is for, because you've got a question in your heart and it's, the only way I can describe it is the way the Holy Ghost told me. It's a direction question of which way do I go? Which way do I go? And many times we concentrate solely upon the path. And then we, get, we begin to panic sometimes and get confused when the path doesn't lay itself out before us. But there's one true path, and that is to God through Jesus Christ. Now that's not a cop-out or a way of saying this is irrelevant. No. It's that if you just draw close to Him, He's standing on your path. <laughs> He's standing on your path. And if you just draw close to Him, you'll start seeing it as you draw close. Then you'll get to that place where you see it clearly and you'll know exactly how to go down the path. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands. If that's for you, just receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Does that make any sense? Thank you, Father, for tonight. Thank you for your word of protection and safety. We're a church that knows Psalms 91 works and we stand upon it in Jesus' name. No evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. A thousand could fall at our side, 10,000 on our right hand. Only with our eyes we see. Behold the reward of the wicked. Thank you. You've given your angels charge over us. Their assignment is to watch over those who are heirs of salvation. That's us. So, Lord, in our travels on the highways, airways, seaways, railways, Lord, in the righteous labor of our hands, Lord, in all that we do in the fall and winter season and recreation and fellowship over holidays and families, we declare a different year where everywhere we go, we bring the supernatural of God and His presence with us. As we follow the path of righteousness that God has for us, thank you there's an increase of the presence and anointing that people will see the peace of God and experience the joy of God that's in our lives. Lord, let the fire of evangelism burn in our hearts. Lord, there are people crying out. Lord, as it said in the book of Joel, multitudes in the valley of decision. 
Let our lives be the signposts necessary to direct them in the right direction. Let the fire of evangelism burn in our hearts. Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love towards you. In love toward each other, we thank you for our church. And we leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.